Hey, Matt, I just completed a video game. That's a lie. I've never heard you say those words. It's a video game that's been uh, five years in completion. In the act of completing it. Oh my god, did you finally beat Tomb Raider? I did. <gasps> Let's talk about it on Tom and Matt Attack. Well, yeah, you know, everyone was talking about uh, Shadows of the Tomb Raider, and you said, well, I should probably do this then, finally, since I'm two games behind now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I needed to see it through to the end, didn't I? And I'd actually started it twice. Remember, I first started on the PS3, yeah, and I got the definitive edition, which is rather nice, I have to say, and completed it, finally, on the Xbox One. Cool. Uh, just uh, 15 minutes ago, I would, I would say, or... Oh really? Now. Literally before this so, podcast started. That's very good. fresh in my in my mind, and uh, you know that that's good. What it made me think though, what are they going to do in the rest of them? Because that was pretty good experience. How do they improve on that in the sequels, or is it more of the same? Because if it's more of the same, I don't know. I felt it was a little long. Yeah, me too. Um, I I haven't <laughs> played either of the other two, so I cannot comment. She does get her two guns at the end to spoil it. Yes, spoilers. She gets just two like guns. in that rather disappointing film that I happened to see at the cinema. Oh, really? Do you want to watch that? Yeah, I think we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, we probably we? did. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's almost as if anything that we talk about in in regards to Tomb Raider just goes right over my head. Yeah, but a uh, quality game, all in all, I thought. Uh, actually, you know. But you stack it up against some of the the heavy hitters. It is a premier title, isn't it? It's, it is, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was it sold well enough to spawn two sequels. Well, it's Tomb Raider. It was always going to sell, but it didn't have to deliver such a good game. And, uh... No, but I mean, like you know, like let's look at it honestly. Like, how many times have they tried to bring Tomb Raider back in the past, like fifteen years yeah, since its yeah. inception? And it was radical, I think, at the time. That that um, ease of movement. Uh, I really enjoyed the weapon customization, uh, the climbing, the the set pieces, uh, the graphics as well. I think when this was released back on the 360 and PS3, it was one of the best looking games For on those sure. platforms. Yeah, it was a very uh, good looking game. Yeah, I'm even surprised they even made it look even better <laughs> on the Xboxes One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and PS4, of course. I've actually got the next one on PS4, so uh, I'm. Intrigued to start it, but I'm also dubious that it's going to be too similar, and therefore I don't know if it's going to hold my attention. I have not played either Rise or Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, so I don't know. I honestly like I I've never really felt the urge to go and play those games. I don't know why, but it's just something that stopped me playing them. Despite how good I heard Rise was, yeah, I mean it. It did come out on the Xbox first. Maybe if it had come out on the PS4, maybe I would have got it at launch and it wouldn't have uh, fallen yeah, off my radar. Yeah, when you say radar. Xbox, that's Xbox 360, isn't it? It was also on that. It was on the Xbox 360, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was like a joint launch on 360 Xbox One, wasn't it? It was in that time. transitional period, like when you got Titanfall on both, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good game. I can't really poo-poo it. I'm just like... Uh, it, I found it a bit repetitive by the end, that's all. That's fair. I mean... It's kind of insane to think, though, that was what that was, that game came out over five years ago because we talked about it on the very first episode of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, it seems quite fitting that we should nearly be on like two hundred episodes and we're, we're talking about it again. Yeah, but I, <laughs> no, I mean, hey, man, we talk about Yakuza every other week. Um, oh yeah. Looking at it, it just it feels like it was a PS4 game, even though I know it wasn't, and I'm just like, wow, that's how long this podcast has been going, pretty much through an entire console generation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's that's really wild. But what did you think of it overall? Two th- two th- two thumbs up. Uh, two thumbs up. Yes. Um, well, no, maybe maybe one and a half thumbs up. Okay. Why the half thumbs up? 
Oh, I've already told you my my, my criticisms of the uh, I say the the length and the re- repetitive nature of the game. Yeah, that's all. Okay, fair enough. I, d- I don't think the story kept me that interested. You know, it was like, oh, that yeah. was a story, but it wasn't a particularly engaging or interesting story. Well, I that mean, was... they kind of repeat the same story beat of, oh, we're going to get off the island, or we're not, like three times. So. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a point where I thought it had finished and it hadn't, and then I was like, really? It could have finished there and it would have been fine. Yeah, you've <laughs> talked about that on this podcast, and that's actually yeah. one of the things I remember about that game. That Nick getting a bit mystical and charted style towards the end. Yeah, and it was a fitting end, I think. It did feel particularly uh, impressive and uh, and grand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's good. I'm glad you've finally beaten that Yeah, game, yeah so am I. I'm glad I've got that 75G uh, achievement for uh, completing uh, Tomb Raider 2013. That's good. God, 2013, that is literally a five-year-old game. Oh, my God. Yeah, make you feel old, Matthew. It does. Makes these microphones feel ancient. You've completed the game, you were telling me. I did, yeah. I beat that Donut County. Um, I was about... Yeah, we talked a little bit about it uh, last a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was two weeks ago. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the story is well-written and engaging. I think the whole, hey... This is kind of like a Katamari-esque game where you are making small objects fall down the hole to make your your hole bigger so you can swallow bigger things. Is a pretty nice gameplay hook. Mechanic, yeah. I think it works very well. And yeah, beyond that, I mean, I would have played more of it. It doesn't outstay its welcome. It's about two hours long and it's great. And then they announced Katamari's coming out for the Switch. So I will be right on that, my boy, when that comes out. Oh yeah, I mean that's uh, that's quite big news. I'm also uh, very excited about getting that because it's uh, the first Katamari game, is it not? It is, yes. Uh, which a lot of people call the best Katamari game. Yes, um, so much so that if you remember, I actually purchased a copy around Christmas last year because one of our colleagues had a PS2 copy, and I was like, oh my mm. god, yes, we love Katamari. Yeah. I feel this is amazing. Well, so. we we love was the second, wasn't it? Katamari. D- oh, Damasi Kamasi. Was the yeah, first. you are right. Still Massey. Yeah, yeah, it's the first yeah. one. Then yeah. it's we love Katamari. Then it's beautiful Katamari, which is a remake of both of them, right? There's there's two, isn't there? There's like different ones on 360 and PS3. If I'm I'm right in thinking. I've played so many. I remember playing the PSP one quite yeah, a lot. me too. I think I've even got one on the uh, iPhone or something. There is a Vita one too, right? Uh, yeah, I think I've got I've got the Vita one as well. <laughs> yeah, I should have been uh, unknowingly collecting Katamari games when I when I think about it. But yeah, never played the first, so uh, I look forward to that. Especially, I think it's going to work well on the Switch. You can also uh, take those Joy-Cons off and play it most controlled, which I think actually might work I'm good. reasonably well. I'll just I'll hold up my switch and roll it around. I'll try it. I'm I'm gonna try it. See what that's like. But is that out before the end of the year, do you know? Apparently yeah, fall, so I'm hoping it's sooner rather than that's later. Nice Christmas Christmas present. I tell you what I want for Christmas, I've decided now. I want a PlayStation VR and Tetris effect. Okay, that's fair. That that seems to me like a very exciting Christmas. Just getting the Tetris effect in VR, so is literally just burning those tetrominoes into your eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm quite excited about that prospect. Also, I've already got Res, so I, I really want to try Res Infinite. in VR. So I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I think I might just go down that route. You're gonna go down that rabbit hole. Uh, and up until then, there's plenty of other things keep me busy. Yeah, Soul Calibur's going to be out in a month's time. Less than a month now. Yeah. I actually got to play it the other day. Oh, really? At the EGX? Yes. uh, Last process were at EGX on the first day of the show, uh, the 20th of October, where we had a lovely time. I tell you what, one of the best days out I've had for a long while, that. A lot of fun. Yeah. And we we chat to a couple of developers. Uh, First of all, we stopped off at Curve Digital's stand and we spoke to. what are they called? Huge Calf Studios, who are doing a game called Carried Away. Have you heard of this game? I have not. Tell me more. Carried Away is a skiing-themed construction game. 
skiing theme. Where you have to build a, a chairlift to transport the skiers to the top of their pistes. <laughs> okay, that sounds and, all right. Uh, and snowboarders, and it's like it's like a construction puzzle game. You've got to build these chairlifts with structural integrity, uh, so you don't fall over. Is it like um, Pike Mania with physics? It's physics-based puzzles. And the, the deaths that can occur from a shoddy building are quite humorous. Okay, so it's kind of that theme hospital, like, yeah. hey, let's build a roller coaster and then lop a bit off and see people fall off it. I mean, I'm not used to playing anything with a mouse and keyboard, but I, I sat there and eventually worked it out. And uh, it was rather rather satisfying, actually. That's so cool. You can even do a bit of snowboarding and skiing as well. Once you've got up to the, the top, You can, there's a little mini game where you can ski downwards. Okay. Yeah, but they were they were a lovely uh, group of uh, people who were British developers. Yeah. And the game's also coming out on the Switch in early 2019. Okay, that's cool. Maybe I'll give we'll it a go. Talk to Screenwave Media, who have been making a game called Eagle Island. I've not heard of that either. Eagle Island is a platform game. Well, I think it's uh, procedurally, is that the right word? Procedurally generated, generated, yes, that is the correct word. Yes, uh, where you play as a boy who has an owl friend and he can command his owl to attack enemies uh, by uh, pushing in a direction and he shoots the owl out and he attacks the enemies. Look it up, it's probably better than me trying to explain it. But uh, Was it not called Owl Island then, did you ask? I think they're trying to distance themselves from um, Owl Boy. Maybe I heard that the uh, developer had uh, some people had made some comparisons. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Not that the gameplay is anything like Owl Boy, really, other than it's the fact it's a platform and you've got a double jump that kind of feels a little bit like a like an extra flap. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But um, I, I'm pretty sure it's. An, it felt to me like it was it an owl or an eagle. It, it must should be, be an eagle, should I assume it's an eagle. Ah, I look like an owl. <laughs> anyway, they were they were really nice, and uh, they took the time to, uh, to let us. It is an owl. It is an owl. Okay. And it's developed by a guy called uh, Nick Gregory. It started out as a uh, Kickstarter project. It's had quite a lot of coverage online. Did uh, Nick he goes by the name Gregory of... make that survival horror game for the PlayStation Vita? I don't know. He's no. He's going by the name of Pixel Nick. He's from Basingstoke in the UK, and uh, I say the the studio or the publisher that's picked this up is Screenwave Media, who have um, they're connected to Cinemasca, you know, uh, Angry Video Game Nerds um, channel. Yeah, one of the guys whose features on there called Ryan, I think, owns the company. Okay. And I think this has actually been featured in uh, an episode of uh, Cinemasca Plays, I think, or oh, okay. Mike and Ryan Play or something like that. So, yeah, it's got a, a bit of something behind it. But, you know, that would be no good if the game wasn't good, and that's what really got our attention. I mean, it's a very nice-feeling platformer. Okay. Um, and you can kind of outfit your owl with different uh, techniques to defeat different enemies. So you make him an electric owl, so he can go in and electrocute all the enemies in the water. Or uh, I'd I'd look into it because it's uh, I think it's going to be a big hit. Okay, interesting. When it eventually comes out, it's it's uh, I think you can. I don't know if you can play a demo online. Oh, I I've seen able. this uh, mentioned before. Indie mm. dev Nick Gregory on his Yoshi's Island-inspired Metroidvania. I believe this was at PAX recently also. i seen some it was coverage at of uh, Kotaku. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I wanted to check that out anyway. It's good to hear mm. it's actually a pretty mm. good game. And a bunch of great guys. I, I, I was chatting uh, with one of the guys about Wonder Boy Monsterland for quite some time. Uh, it's great when you just meet somebody and they also have that same point of reference as you do. Yes. So you can talk about individual bosses in a game as old as Wonder Boy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of special, I think, when you can have those sort of chats, as we know, doing this uh, podcast. For sure. Matthew. Uh, so, yeah, it's a big event. I mean, I don't know if you've been EGX before. Uh, yeah, uh, way, way back. Um, it was actually, I went there on my one of my first trips with Martha to London. Remember, I was on a, a Destiny speeder, making it oh, gosh, look like I was humorously yeah. going way too fast. Yes. 
It's considered the biggest one in the UK, uh, compared to Insomnia, I think, which Mike went as well recently. Mike of Blast Process. Yeah. Uh, he said this was bigger than Insomnia. Well, yeah, EGX used yeah. to be in central London. It used to be in, like, um, I can't remember where it was. It was one of the the, the centres, like Earl's Court or somewhere. It was in mm, a big this place. This one was Birmingham NEC, which is also a pretty big place. Yes. One of the halls at the NEC. There's many, many halls in the NEC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, super. Uh, what else do we get to play? Anything else? Uh, I say so Calibre, which uh, I can talk about a little if you like. Did you play as Geralt? I did get to play as him. How was he? He was good, yeah. Uh, he uses his magic attacks and spells, and he felt great. He felt like he, you'd expect him to in so Calibre, I suppose. Uh, quite slow and methodical. Um, yeah, not not exceedingly fast. Actually, felt a little bit like Raphael to me, but not as fast as Raphael. Okay. If you recall Raphael, I from do. Some yes, the older games. Uh, the game itself it does a few new things. It takes a leaf out of Tekken's book and gives you uh, like a special attack when your health goes below a certain point. Right. You still have the critical edge attack, which you build up through a meter mm-hmm. um also the game seems to mid match if you if you hit at the same time you go into a slowdown thing just like in tekken did but in tekken it only really happens at the end of a match to see who gets the final blow yeah but within uh so caliber it can happen during the match okay that's cool so it creates some very dynamic feeling matches but also at the same time i was thinking oh, what's going on yeah. <laughs> what's it doing now uh because it's not as straightforward but it mike who played it with me said he thought it was the most accessible soul caliber that's good to hear and one of the other guys actually was talking to at the uh eagle island uh booth was saying that he thought it was slower which he liked okay. slower than some of the more recent ones and a bit more as you say maybe methodical yeah uh, anyway, it looked great, it played great, it's just got a lot of new stuff that I haven't really got my head around yet, but it didn't get in the way of uh, my enjoyment. What did get in the way of my enjoyment of it, though, was the fact that it was lagging. Okay. Which, you know, for someone who plays So Calibre a lot, it's quite evident when something's lagging. Yeah. As it is probably for anybody. You press a button and something doesn't happen straight away. Okay. And I think that was because of the TVs not being set up right. Yeah, I don't think maybe. It was the I game. mean, that's just latency there, not lag. That's the difference. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Okay, latency. Yes, so to get the right word. So that was a bit unfortunate, but you kind of work with it, don't you? If you, that's yeah. what you've got to work with, you kind of just I mean, adapt to it. Unfortunately, I guess that's just one of the the caveats of going to the first day of the show when perhaps they haven't had time to calibrate the Soul Calibre. Yeah, that's right. Um, hopefully someone... I didn't mention it. I should have done. Uh, hopefully someone else mentioned it and they sorted that out so other people didn't have the same issues. I played that and Sonic... Uh, Team Sonic Racing. Okay. Is that any good? Wait, it's Well, you know, it's good, yeah. I, I didn't expect it not to be. The other two games in the series have been a lot of fun and this one adds in the extra layer of the team dynamics so you have to work together you know use the slip streams you can offer your uh, allies weapons to help them out so yeah it just it feels like it's kind of doing something different for the sake of doing something different i didn't really get so into those that, that dynamic of the, the team thing but yeah i'm sure if i had more time with the game you know that might become uh, a, a, a more exciting interesting element okay of the gameplay but uh did you feel the lack of Rio and Shinobi and Alex Kidd. Well, I, yeah, I, I did actually think that at the time. It's, it's a shame that the other Sega characters aren't represented here. Uh, and I did just play as Sonic. Uh, yeah, but I like Sonic, so I can't really complain. Okay, fair. I like Sonic so much I picked up the uh, recently released Switch version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, it makes sense, Tom. I mean, you do own two on like everything has ever been released on. I had to really, didn't I? It's it's six pounds to download it on the Switch. It actually has some cool new features, including something called Ring Chain. So it it will count how many rings you've collected until you lose them all. So you can try and better your Ring Chain score. Okay. So you could get. I I think mine's better. Two hundred eighty-eight without getting hit. That's pretty good. 
and then it resets itself. So you can try and build it up like that. It's a great port, so uh, do check that out if you like Sonic. Maybe I will. Is there anything that you were you'd be interested in? If you were at EGX, what would you have been there? Uh, to be honest, for? a lot of the stuff I'm really interested in at the moment has been at a Tokyo Game Show rather than EGX, which has also been on this week. Mm. Um, highlights for me of that were the Resident Evil uh, 2 remake trailer. Yeah. Which I didn't realise... I think that was at some American event. I think there was a demo at that somewhere. Potentially. Um, it's coming yeah. out in January. Yeah. they didn't. I don't think they had it at EGX, but EGX was so big, I di- definitely didn't see everything. Yeah. I uh, From the looks of things at Tokyo Game Show, they were making a big deal of it. They had, like, zombie policemen walking around and whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, and also Death Stranding. Uh, which they showed a, a new trailer of that, and that looks pretty I, interesting. Though they didn't I show any the gameplay. More, ah, the more they I throw, throw a cutscene which introduces a new character and a big creature. Yes. He's summoned to uh, attack uh, Norman, is it? Yes. Norman's character. Norman Reedus. Reedus, yes. Yeah. That's it. Um, Death Stranding looks very interesting. Death Stranding looks very interesting. I still don't know what it is, though. That's the kind of thing that concerns me about that game. But th- isn't that good? It's mysterious. Yeah, but it could also be That's shit. part of its appeal. Well, I don't think it's going to be that bad. It is Kojima. I-, I don't think... His track record's pretty good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I like Boktai, and that was seemed like a weird idea, so let's see. Oh, man, yeah. can you imagine it's just a Boktai spin-off and they released like, a PlayStation controller with a... I think you, you need to charge like a little solar panel. Wow. To keep your little Norman Reedus alive. So you got to walk around with your PlayStation controller strapped onto you like a small baby. And is that what that thing is on his shoulder? It's... Is that his uh, Maybe. little sun, uh, solar panel? Oh, man, that would be rad. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that innovative in, in that respect. It'd probably be innovative, but uh, in terms that of. That is a shame then. Well, we'll wait and see. I want to never count, uh, never count Kojima out. Uh, there we go. There's a podcast title if ever you one. Um, so I don't know. Uh, was the Fist of the North Star game there by any chance? Uh, yeah, it was at EGX. Yeah, but I didn't play it. Uh, I don't blame you. I mean, there's a demo already on the PS uh, on the PlayStation. Sega had a, um, a good presence at EGX, so yeah, they had a nice big stand, and they were showing. Ooh. Were they showing the uh, the new Yakuza game set in like a weird Ace Attorney style universe where you you're mean a lawyer? Judge eyes? Yes, boy, <laughs> Judge Eyes. Uh, no, I don't think they were. That's a shame. I was trying to think now, actually, what they were showing. They had the maybe some Persona stuff. Yeah. Are they? Uh, yeah, they would. Persona they? three and five, dancing all night, and something yeah, else is they, coming they out. They had pers- personas and Sonic and uh, Kenshiro. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, to be honest, I can't really think of anything coming out in the next couple of weeks. Kingdom Hearts. <sighs> that's not coming. That that was quite. That's quite an early thing for them to have, isn't it? I guess I'm, that's out till when. Well, no, because I mean they've been working on it for like fifteen years, so it's understandable <laughs> they have something to show. <laughs> I'm not even jo- I'm not even joking. It's probably no, I know. Yeah. So, well, that was there, and they were making a big deal of that. Even um, Ace Combat from Namco Bandai got a nice uh, big stand. I do Ace like Combat Seven. I do I like some Ace Combat. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was there in a big way. Uh, some of the games that are already out were there in a big way, like um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Spider Man. Okay. Did you a, did you go and have a dabble of Spider Man? I would like to, but we didn't get a chance. I did, however, play uh, Dreams on the Sony stand. Oh, how was Dreams? Well, that's the weird thing because I got no, uh, I I didn't get to have a go at any of the the game building. Oh, tools. you just kind of played someone else's level. Yeah, so they had the selection of games that you could play, but I struggled with the menu uh, to the point where I could only seem to select one game. Okay, which was a. Uh, third-person space shooter thing. Okay. Which played really well and looked nice enough, uh, but it was very simple. Yeah. I, I kind of left it thinking, oh, I would like to have played more of that, but we didn't really get time. Okay. Uh, and they were also very um, protective of it. They didn't like it being filmed. Okay. So there is some footage in a video that we put up the other day 
which is like a, a show overview. So yeah. it's not apparent what the game is if you didn't know what it was. But near the end of the video, I'm playing some sort of spaceship game, and uh, it's not Starlink like it probably looks like it is, but it's actually uh, Dreams. Interesting. Okay. So I can't really say anything about Dreams, despite the fact that I played played it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, sorry to disappoint you there. Damn I was it. quite excited when I saw they had it at EGX, but we were sort of pressed for time, and we did spend a lot of time with uh, developers, I guess, on the Eagle Island stand and on the a uh, Carried Away stand there. So Yeah. I saw... We featured some stuff in great detail, but uh, we didn't get to see everything. I saw a few people mention a game called Arca's Path. Did you play that as a VR game? No. Okay, that's mm. a shame. I wish we would have played more, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just taking a look to see... What people are talking about. There was a lot about. there. A lot, a lot of indie games. There was even a Sega Left Field booth, which was like really uh, experimental uh, games in early development, which I would have liked to have taken a look at as well. Okay. Uh, they were showing Spyro off when we were there on the main stage uh, for the Sony area. Uh, I can't really say much about that because it just looked like a shiny Spyro game. Okay. Um, uh, they had a, a, a retro section. Yeah, they usually uh, which do. Which does include arcade machines. It's yeah. slightly smaller than, well, it's not like a retro event, but they, at least they had the stuff. They usually do, and then you go, wow, I can actually buy these arcade machines, and then you look at the price and go, no, maybe I won't. Mm. We, had a nice chat. we had a nice chat to the guy who supplied the arcade machines to the event, and we did an interview with him, which will be up on the YouTube channel for Blast yeah. Process relatively soon. Uh, he'd brought along the very rare Street Fighter whack-a-mole machine, that's a thing. Did you film that? Yes. Oh, a, yeah, that sounds a good. Video of that. Yeah, so that is... It's a two-player game where little bisons pop up and you have to hit them as they pop up. And depending who's winning, that'll uh, be represented on screen in a, in a, in a Street Fighter fight. So oh, you look okay. like Street Fighter. But if you're winning, if you hit more bisons than the other one, your character on screen Start will be beating... or whatever. Yeah, beating That's the cool. other character. Yeah, and there's only apparently two of these machines in the world. Wow, that's awesome. So we, And they just wanted to get it out there and let people play it, because it is a bit of a, obviously, it's a rarity. Yeah. But uh, the fact that it was there, and even though it was broke, uh, some of the bisons were broken, they had to kind of cover them up with tape. Yeah. Uh, they're actually getting a bison made to replace one of the broken ones. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but it, it was a little beat up, but... I'm I'm glad it's playable rather than sitting in a museum somewhere. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. And they had other things as well. Uh, they had quite a lot of nice machines, like an Outrun machine and uh, the usual suspects were there, like Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. And Space Invaders. And, I know, beat Bubble Bobble with Marta when I was there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, at EGX, they had uh, retro. Yeah, they had... Uh, when you were there. When I was there, they didn't necessarily have... Um, they had one or two units that were like legit from the arcade but they had a lot of these uh like meme cabinets you can buy like jazzed up like sleek modern arcade cabinets and cocktail cabinets and these kind of things oh. that people had made um yeah we didn't see anything like that they also had a load of uh retro consoles and there was like a challenge yeah, thing yeah. of you needed to uh take like beat a certain score at balloon fight and post your score and do a lot of other things I can't remember. You had to play Pang. No, it was Super Pang on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Buster it wasn't Bros, very clear what, what the challenges were. Yeah. Uh, but definitely there, there were machines out playing games. Unfortunately, uh, they had Space Channel 5 on the Dreamcast, but without being able to hear it, it's quite difficult to uh, play I could it imagine. It's a game that relies on rhythm. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I actually tried to play um, Guitar Man on my TV recently, and for some reason there's a weird... There seems to be a, a severe input lag from the PS2 to my TV, even in the gaming mode. I don't know why. Oh, And it made Guitar Man very hard to play. Play the uh, PSP version instead. Yeah, probably will. I've not picked it up yet. Actually, I went to a flea market yesterday, and I didn't actually get any games. Get this right. I walked around. I went there. It's like a scouts market. I went to it last year or the year before. And I walked away with a load of stuff because everything is donated to the scouts. And so they, mm. they say, okay, games are five krona. And I did picking up loads of things last year, like Halo 1 and 2, a Panzer Dragoon Auto, 
uh, Conker's uh, Life and Reloaded. Loads of like great Xbox games for five kroner. This year, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to make a beeline for there. I'm just going to grab any game that looks good. Grabbed Klonoa on the Wii. Grabbed like uh, two Pokemon games, like Pokemon uh, Black and White 2. Uh, grabbed these things in my hand, had them in my hand, was about to pay for them, opened them, yeah. all the bloody cases were empty. Seriously, so someone nicked them? Someone had either nicked them or when they'd been donated, there was no games they... in them. So I took oh. I took home some cases for stuff that I knew I had the, the carts of, but no games, like uh, New Super Mario Brothers, and I picked up the Pokemon Black 2 because I knew I had the cart for that. I uh, picked up Klonoa because I I don't I can't remember if I have Klonoa, but if I do, I'm ninety nine percent sure I don't have the manual. So I was like, oh well, I'll pick it up for the manual. But yeah, I was a bit disappointed. I picked up some books, but I mean that's nothing to talk about in this podcast. Some books? No, we don't talk about books. I got the complete Hitchhiker's Guide, like all four of those books in one big hard book, and I got some uh, Calvin and Hobbes. That's about it. Nothing wrong with books. I've been reading uh, Devilman recently. Oh, really? Uh, from 1972, because I watched a new one on Netflix and thought it was fantastic, and uh, I was interested enough to go back and read it. Fair enough. As it was originally written. And, yeah, I imagine that was a pretty breakthrough uh, book at the time. Yeah, I imagine what so. It, you know, violence and, uh, yeah, really dark themes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but it's worth it. I mean, if you, I'd recommend Devilman. Matt, very yeah, much. it's good. If you get a chance to check it out on Netflix, but uh, be warned, it's uh, pretty graphic. Well, I mean, yeah. The, uh, the original manga isn't as bad as the uh, Netflix one in terms of... Uh, but it's also... It's it's very poignant, too, as well, Okay. Um, by the end of it. So I'd recommend watching through Devilman Crybaby on Netflix. Okay, I'll give it a look. Yeah, I'll... Yeah. Um, yeah, other just than to that, talk I'm... about books for a second. <laughs> we did, yeah. God, look at us. How old are we becoming? No, I. Other than that, Comic I haven't really done a lot. I played uh, Solar Striker for a biographic, um, which I haven't posted yet, so I won't really talk is about that, that. Is that a solar powered game? Unfortunately, not. That is the oh, the first uh, shoot 'em up uh, on the Game Boy, developed by Nintendo R and D One and uh, Mitsuguchi Engineering, who were the people who would then make the Mega Man games for Game Boy. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, you played Mega Man 11 demo yet? I have not. This is how this is how weak my gaming has been this week. That was pretty good, and you can set it to some varying difficulty levels. So you enjoyed? Including uh, super easy, yeah. I actually didn't play it on the very easy setting. Uh, it's good, yeah. I, I liked it. I like these new mechanics they've introduced with the slowing down time. Uh, element the gear system or something yeah yeah it that's more puzzly things to it i guess mm-hmm. no i need to play it i have it on my ps4 downloaded i just haven't got around to it it's also on mm. the switch right yes that's why i was playing oh, maybe i should just demo. download it on the switch and then i can play it while we're watching netflix or something that would be easy yeah. yeah, other than that, I finally decided, Tom Parry, that it, enough is enough and it's time uh, before I buy and move into my new house to finally complete my Game Boy collection. So I've been slowly ticking off those last 10 carts over the, the last week. So I picked up a few of those. Uh, nothing really of note in that pile. Um, World Series Bowling, Ring Rage, which is a one-on-one Natsume fighter, Um Wood Wood Zap, which is a a crossword game, I believe, by Jalico, um, which I'm very curious to play and see if that's any good or not. Um, I got uh, yeah. Torpedo Range, uh, which is um, kind of like Battleship, and also what was the last one? Oh, Ultima Two Rings of Virtue, which is quite a rare JRPG. So I have five games left to go. Wow, how does that feel? Uh, kind of good, to be honest. Like, I've kind of been putting off buying these last couple of carts because picking them up from the states would have meant that they, most of them would have, like, if I were to bought two of them from the same seller, they were kind of in that weird, like, seven, eight dollar range that if you import anything over fifteen dollars, you get taxed. 
And I happened to look on eBay and I saw a few of these things were available in Europe. And I was like, well, actually, these prices seem to be all right at the moment. So I just snapped them up while I can. And then I, I actually picked up as a game I've been looking for for ages, which is the original Game Boy version of Super Breakout. And I went on Amazon and someone had a box copy of it for $15. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll buy that then. Is that the Nintendo one? No, that is not the the one that's on. That's Alleyway. You're thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Alleyway. Yeah. Um. This... Are they different? Breakout and Alleyway. Uh. Yeah. Alleyway is Nintendo's oh. take on Breakout, which is the obviously an Atari game. From yeah. Way back when. Um. I liked Alleyway. I I like playing that game from time to time. I I played it again the other day actually when I was recording some footage for Solar Striker, and I remember being mm. very harsh to that when I reviewed it, and then I was actually like, oh, this is actually all right. Perhaps I was a bit too harsh. So there you Maybe go. Maybe you were, Matthew. I'm aware that sometimes you. I'm wrong. It's okay. <laughs> so, Matt, what do you think of Nintendo Online? Uh, I haven't got it because I, I haven't got it either. I do not play my Switch Online. Um, no. I can see that River City Ransom is on there, and that kind of makes me inclined to maybe give it a go. Yeah, they're all games that I've played. I think mostly there's a few sports titles I haven't played within that selection of NES games that they're often along with the subscription. Uh, nothing that makes me feel like I need to have it though. I do think the uh, NES controllers are novel that you can stick on the side of your Switch. I kind of don't like them. They're a novelty. Uh, they're not a necessity by any means, but I guess what they're trying to do is recreate that experience of playing an NES in your living room on your TV, aren't they? They've given you a way to, to do that. Although there are alternative ways to do that. There are third-party controllers that are replica NES controllers that would, I imagine, feel the same. I just think they look uh, a bit shit tacked onto the side of the Switch. And I mean, when They're only there for charging purposes, aren't they? But where do you put your other things? Where, oh, you get to put them in your grip, your, your Joy-Cons. Do your you, though? You charge you. No, you don't. You leave them floating around on a shelf like my grey ones currently are. Wow. Oh, I, I don't I do not do that. Um, I, I did, for the first time, however, hold a uh, Switch Pro controller at EGX, and I thought, wow, this is like butter. Yes. Very nice. I hear it is very comfortable. <laughs> Uh, but uh, a little bit too pricey for my liking. Yeah, I, I've seen they they've shown off some nice ones recently. Like the Smash Brothers one looks kind of cool. I was mm. like, mm, maybe I'll pick one up. I don't know. Maybe that's the reason I don't play my uh, Switch on the TV. Maybe it's because I don't have the best controller for doing it. I, I've used the uh, grip with the Joy Cons in, and it's fine. But I think for if you're playing for a long time, so right then, this is something it. I had a conversation with uh, the other day with someone at work, and they said to me, "Hey, are you playing the with the Joy Con rechargeable grip?" And I said, "No, I'm playing with the standard one. Apparently." Mm the one with the battery in it is actually wider and is a much more comfortable controller. And charges your And uh, charges Joy-Cons. your Joy-Cons. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Is that, that's wired, though, I guess. Um, no, well, I mean, them. it's wireless. Yeah. You can plug it in and take it out. You can still oh, use so it wireless. Oh, so you have to charge that thing and that in turn charges your I think things. it comes with a USB cable of sizable length that you can plug into the dock and take out oh. as you want, like the PlayStation controllers. Yeah. Okay. But I, I hear it is a lot wider. I have not confirmed this. He said he will bring one in for me on Monday because I actually, like so I said... So you can touch it. So I can put my Joy-Cons in it and give it a fiddle. <laughs> and I will. Uh, yeah. Um, I have heard if you want to save a bit of money on that Nintendo Online, you can register some friends to it and do it that way, do the family thing. But you can do it with... It don't have to be the same household. If you've got a bunch of friends that you trust... Yeah. Uh, you can do it that way and get I'm a nice just trying to find Get to eight people on it and then uh, I mean, someone's got to be in the admin for the account. So Yeah. So I look at this list. Balloon Fight is a good game. I don't necessarily know if I want to play it over the internet. Uh, baseball, meh. It's a, it's a subpar black box game. Donkey Kong is not as good on the NES as the arcade version. Double Dragon 1 is not the version of Double Dragon I really want to play online. Dr. Mario's alright. Excite Bike's fun for five minutes. Ghosts and Goblins on the NES is ridiculously hard. 
Nemesis or Gradius is banging. That's a really good game. Ice Climbers is a really good game. Ice Hockey's fun. Mario Bros. Meh. Um, River City Ransom is awesome. Pro Wrestling's okay. Soccer's crap. Uh, Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 3 is obviously good. I think I've seen myself playing Mario Brothers. Yeah. I'd, I, I'd probably play I'd play a lot of Gradius. I'd play a lot of River City Ransom. I'd play a lot of Ice Climbers. I think Ice Climbers is quite a fun game. I could imagine that would be fun to play online. Uh, Tech Mobile, no interest in. NES Tennis is alright. It's a good giggle. I'd probably play it once online. Zelda, I mean, I've got that on 8 million consoles. And uh, Yoshi, which no one wants to play because it's a bad puzzle game. Yeah, I, I've either got most of those games or not particularly interested. I have uh, ones I want other than River City. Yeah, I guess I could play Super Mario Brothers <laughs> on my on my uh, Game Boy Color uh, if I wanted a portable oh, version of that I mean, game. In all fairness, that, that version of that game is not the best. It's got saves. Yeah, but I mean, so will the Switch version. Hmm. And we'll have all of the uh, levels, and like. And I've got Mario Brothers three on my three DS. I've got plenty of versions of Zelda on various things. Yeah. Uh, it's not got Kirby's Adventure on it, has it? No, it doesn't. Unfortunately, that would be nice to have that on the go. Uh, I mean, again, I got Contra that. as well would be preferable to a lot of those games. Um, There'll be more, won't there? I'm the sure future. they will. Uh, to this be on- won't be all the games you're gonna get. I hope not. But let's see. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so, would you? I wonder if it's a very reasonable price, though, isn't it? But as as I understand it, some games you don't actually have to get the online to play online. Yeah, which is a weird thing as well. So which uh, Fortnite is is the one I know for sure, but I'm assuming there might be others. Yeah, which is the odd thing because I, I I actually logged in to play some Fortnite the other day and completely forgot about the NES online thing. So yeah, I can confirm Fortnite works without it. I wonder if Worms does. I'll have to try that. Give it a go. Um, I, I know Mario Kart doesn't, but that's obvious because that's the first part in Nintendo yeah, game. Yeah, Splatoon so maybe doesn't it's either. Just, yeah, maybe it's to cover their costs of uh, of those games because they are always adding stuff to Splatoon. I mean, that must take manpower to produce all Well, I, I mean, it's supposed to be for server costs, for cloud saves and all this, but apparently you can't even cloud save Splatoon to the, with the account. Right. Okay. Well, I've got to say, all the stuff you get for Splatoon's got to be worth something. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, you've got to pay for that expansion, for example, so... Yeah, I guess I can't play Splatoon online anymore. No. But, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. It's not something I've done for a while, though, to be honest. Uh, I can, however, play Mario Kart 8 uh, on the Wii U for, for absolutely nothing yeah, that's true. Uh, online. Yeah. So... Uh... <laughs> I'm all right with that. I don't own Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So, uh, I don't either. Um, one of uh, the people I work with said, hey, I bought one for my Switch, and then I realized I'd pre-ordered it on Amazon, so now I have two. Do you want the other one? And I was like, I'm good. I, I don't need it. Like, mm, I'm quite happy playing it on the Wii U. I do still play that game, uh, multiplayer. I mean, uh, you've definitely got your money's worth out of it, though. I remember you and Austin, good friend Austin, <laughs> playing it a lot. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great game, uh, but I, I feel like maybe I will wait for the sequel. There'll be a sequel on Switch. At some oh, I'm point. sure there will be eventually. And uh, I, I I thought about getting Sonic Team Sonic Racing for uh, the Switch, but then I thought, nah, it's going on PS4. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, so, because I know there's going to be a Mario Kart coming, another one eventually. So yeah. I'll... No, the only game, to be honest, I. I picked up uh, for the Switch, or oh, well, I haven't even picked it up yet. I just uh, solicited uh, someone I know going to the States to keep an eye out for it for me. Is um, They made a Switch version of Penguin Wars, which I, I talked about on this very podcast. Yeah. So as soon as I saw someone going to the States, I was like, hey, here's $20, go buy me Penguin Wars. <laughs> so. And they said, of course, Matthew. They said, yeah, sure, if I got time. I was like, KK, lol. Because that's how I communicate with people in real life. Um, yeah, any more Sorry. for any more then, Tom Parry? Uh, what do you think of PlayStation Mini? There we go. We've got to talk about it, Oh, we? yeah, of course we do. <laughs> so it's our duty to talk about it because we're a gaming podcast. Is there a list of games that's on it yet? There's five, isn't there? There's not a full list. There is. Um, so what? we've got Final Fantasy VII is one of those. Uh, Ridge Racer uh, Four is one of those. Flash. 
jumping flash is one of those which i was very surprised about uh wild arms and tekken 3 yeah i mean there's a few obvious ones that aren't on there there's gotta be a wipeout wipeout 2097 has got to be on there surely i I think you've got a it's pretty synonymous with the uh, (laughs) with the the system yeah maybe a twisted metal but then twisted metals I mean, maybe mm. Twisted Metal, but I doubt it. Uh, it I would probably say Parappa the Rapper would be one yeah, of my best. Yeah, Parappa would make sense. Metal Gear might be dubious, but it mm, could oh be God, on I'd there. God, I'd love Metal Gear to be on there. That might actually make me pick that up. <laughs> uh, Abe's Odyssey, I think, should be on there. Abe's Odyssey should be on there. Um, Crash Bandicoot, without a shadow one of, of a doubt, one of them needs uh, to be on there. Probably. And a Spyro, but maybe not. I don't know what's going on, because they've already Done either the been re-released or already been... But yeah, they'll probably be... One of them will I be think on there. That... Probably the original Crash Bandicoot might be on there. I think they need to put Spyro on there as well. Pandemonium is clearly going to be on there. Mm, do you think? I mean, it's a pretty big title. Maybe the original Tomb Raider. I remember that being a big deal. Like, my brother bought that game when we didn't even have a PlayStation. Cause he knew or I was Tomb Raider 2. Is Tomb Raider 2 better? Tomb Raider 2 Tomb is Raider? definitely a better game. I just don't think it's the one people have nostalgia for. Uh, Resident Evil, potentially. But then Director's Cut. I I think Ridge Racer Type 4 is the best Ridge Race game, but it's not necessarily the one most people are nostalgic about. No, it's, also a later, it's also a later PS1 game, Grand which uses Turismo analog controls. Will probably be... <laughs> yeah, see, this is the thing. Because I was just like, oh, Ape Escape's got to be on there, surely. And then I saw that it yeah. wasn't an analog controller. And I was like, well, Ape Escape's not going to be on there then, is it? Gran Turismo no. also uses them. It, so does... it does make you wonder if later down the line they release a replica of the PS1, yeah. the smaller one, with some analog games on it. Maybe. But then they, they might have saved Ridge Racer Type 4 for that rather than release it on. Because I think Ridge Racer Type 4 was at the point where they were moving over yeah. to analog. Because uh, you can still play it the other way as you can with most games. Yeah. What about Croc? Uh, nah, nah. I think it's going to lose out to Crash or Spyro. Croc. I mean, maybe I'd... because Crash and Spyro have already been licensed for remix, so they just like let's get some Croc on the go. I did make a list myself actually the other day. <laughs> uh, what a Croc! <laughs> Shit, that would be. What a. <laughs> oh, very good, mate. Sorry. Uh, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, but then Silent Hill is not necessarily a game for everyone. No, I mean... And also Resident Evil's quite violent too, so will they want to actually have such violent games on there? I mean, Symphony of the Night has been on everything at this point. It seems like a bit of a shame not to put it on there. Uh, Well, a lot of people consider that to be one of the best games on the PS1. um, I mean, Final Fantasy VII's on there. I'd love to see, like, Suikoden, but I don't think that's going to fly. Well, they put three RPGs on there. They've got Wild Arms already. But Wild Arms is a Sony one, and Final Fantasy VII is one that sold that console. Um, What else have you got? Rayman, the original Rayman. I mean, it was a launch title. It's good. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's a, lot, a game that many people have uh, fond memories of. It's a system with a couple of thousand games, though. That's what yeah, they need to bear in mind. Game. They might stick something like Cooler World on there. Everyone seems to like Cooler World, don't they? Maybe, what the hell is that game that you bought in Aarhus? With the Karushi, f- Karushi. Final. Yeah, yeah. maybe Karushi. Um, I... Jumping flashes on. I'm there. I'm happy so jumping flashes on. It shows that they're, they're they're reaching down into their uh, their barrel of uh, more obscure PlayStation classics. Do you think it's just because everyone was just like, you need to make jumping flash VR, and they were like, okay, then you want some <laughs> jumping did, flash. A, a, a friend of mine uh, sent me uh, some photos of a jumping flash action figure that exists. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that's come about because of a resurgence in interest in Jumping Flash. Oh, are but, you uh, kidding you me? Get one. You know, no, I'm not kidding Where you. Where can the I buy this, Tom? Uh, I don't know exactly, but if you search, you'll probably find. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to get me a Jumping Flash. Uh, would you say GTA is quite synonymous with PlayStation? <sighs> yeah, but... you're probably right. Maybe the first Grand Theft Auto. Um a driver also at the time was the first. Oh, I, I think it's one of the other though. World. They might put driver oh, on because oh, damn that thing looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm buying the shit out of that. That's going on my desk at work. 
Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Oh. We're talking about the Jumping Flash figure. For those not familiar with Jumping Flash, it's a robot rabbit. This uh, one, right? Yes. Oh, boy. Matty, show me a picture I'm... of this cool Oh, man, I'm figure. having that. I'm all over it. Oh, sexy. That's, Tom, that's the best thing I've heard all day. Thank you for that. Oh, well, I, I it's my pleasure. Oh, hot time. Jumping so the, Flash is there's, good. There's just too many uh, PlayStation games, really, isn't there? Uh, it'd be interesting to see what they eventually come up with for the list. I, I don't think we're going to get any more Tekkens, any more Final Fantasies on there, are we? We're just going to get the uh, one of each. I would assume not. Right then, so there's those five games. What are your five definites you think is going to be on that system? Well, the five definites I already know. No, not the five definites you already <laughs> oh, in know. In addition to yes. the... the uh, I think uh, a Wipeout, a Crash... Yeah... Crash and Wipeout, I think. Uh, Crash Team Racing. I'm going to say that. I'm going to throw that hmm, out there and say interesting because that's not been re-released, but it's four player. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's only two players. Okay. On that one. Oh, that's only two. Uh, it's difficult. Going. Well, I think about it. You tell me what you think. <laughs> right. Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go a bit left field. I'll go Gran Turismo. Uh, Pandemonium. Hmm. Maybe Pandemonium Two. I'm not sure. Um, what do I, right then? So I had a PlayStation. I'm trying to think what the big games were every year. Metal Gear was the first game I got on my PlayStation. So I think Metal Gear and the Tomb Raider also would. Uh, I would probably. I would fitting. probably. No, if you're going to say those, then I will. I will try and go a little bit left because I do agree with you. I do think a Wipeout. I do think a Tomb Raider. Metal Gear totally makes sense. Also, also Symphony of the Night then. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. They want something like that. Will they have there. anything that's slightly obscure? I go Parappa. I think Parappa's definitely. Parappa's a great. I think. I think that's a definite. Out of all of them, I think that's the most definite. Oh, what else have we got though? To have Parappa. Um, I'll be surprised if it's some Jamalami instead of Parappa. No, I don't think that's <laughs> happening anytime soon. Um. Uh, what did Sony make first part? What about an, an Ace Combat? No, no, probably not. I I reckon Ace Combat Three is uh, the one I played the most of. Hmm. And they what you know, it's a plain game. There aren't. Yeah, you know, but I mean, nice like of variety. twenty games that are team. Maybe they'll put Klonoa, um Klonoa volleyball on there as a sports game. No, I don't think that's happening. Tell you what, I would actually love in, everybody's golf in, too. In lieu of them not putting Resident Evil or Silent Hill, if they don't come to pass, I would love Clock Tower 2. But I don't yeah. think that's going to have the same draw as any of the other games. Do you think they'll games. put um, Tenchu on it? Tenchu would be great. I mean, yeah. why not? Why not put Tenchu Stealth Assassin on One it? One of the Tenchus. There's two, isn't there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, no, I take it back. I'm not going to say Clock Tower. I'm going to say Croc. I think they'll put Croc instead Croc of the other Tower. Two. Croc Tower. Oh, there you go. You get to make a Scissorman Croc thing for the thumbnail. Are you happy with yourself? Oh, wow. I thought we were doing the Kojima one. Nope. Croc Tower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fun. Um, yeah. The race game like Gran Turismo. We've already got Ridge Race. That's the arcade one. Then Gran Turismo is the uh, more realistic game. I think they'll get sports on there, like everybody's golf. Uh, maybe Smash Court Tennis, perhaps, might uh, appear on there. I'm, I'm, I'm a medal of honor no i don't think was, so i mean it's pretty big but that I, was a big thing at the time yeah but i don't think that game's gonna age well um what I about music 2000 that that yeah well what i i think you're on to some image gta to be honest i think gta, GTA. will be one maybe they'll put That'll like london big. or but something they'll have on to there. stick a big 18 sticker on the box if oh they, they will GTA yeah you're right there, so well i mean final fantasy is a 12 tekken's probably a 15 Mm, yeah, I th I think it's going to be iffy whether or not they include because it's include uh, GTA. They might as well put Silent Hill on there. So. To be honest with you, I kind of wish they'd done it in a different way. I kind of wish they'd put out some different consoles and gone like, "This is the RPG one. This is the this is the survival horror one," and they could have done it in red. Yeah. I'm just not going to bother because I got all these games anyway. Me too. It's literally Most like I I have everything <laughs> I think I'd want to play on a PlayStation, though. 
Yeah. If I could get a little Metal Gear Solid machine, I might be tempted. I'm trying to think of games. Well, a lot of these games you could download. PS1 Classics range on PS3, you could download a lot of these games. Yes. Yeah, play them on your Vita as well. I did that. I, oh. I got a lot that play on my Vita. Tomby. Like all the Spyros. Tomby. I want Tomby. Tomby. That's good. I like that. How many people are saying Tomby out there? Oh, know. you know what else is going to be definitely on there? Actually, uh, go on. Scrap the Gran Turismo nonsense. Destruction oh. Derby is going to be on there for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was one of those games at the time that was uh, quite appealing oh, for man. those like me who didn't have a um, PlayStation. I had an N64 at the time when it was big. So many so. people who had that. Cool Borders, man. Cool Borders 3 is on there for fucking free. Yeah, that's probably better than the other it's two. It's probably Destruction Derby 2 as well, in all fairness. <laughs> not the first Destruction Derby, I reckon. The first Cool Board is really bad, isn't it? Yeah, I, did not, I did was not, not enjoy it. I was not very impressed with it. <laughs> Two's a bit better, isn't it, I think? It but is. Three, yeah. Maybe th- I never played three, though. It's three, uh, a marked improvement. <laughs> I mean, if they've got uh, Tekken on there, they're not going to have Soul Blade, are they? <gasps> Why not? Fair. They might want another fighter on there. They might as well put oh, a good actually, one. Oh, actually, you know what? You know what's going to be on there as well. Alundra. Uh, Zero divide. Oh man, I fucking wish. <laughs> Don't get me. Then I need to buy it. Alundra, maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jade Cocoon. No, Jade Cocoon's not published by Sony. I'm just looking down oh, a list right. of stuff they've put. Uh, Kingsfield. Grandia. Won't. Grand- Grandia is published Sony. by Ubisoft. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, if they get Rayman, then they might get Grandia as well. Yeah. Overboard? Uh, never played Overboard. Oh, I remember it being all right. Uh, maybe Porsche Challenge. No, I don't think it's Porsche license. Challenge? Oh, Need for Speed? Yeah. Um, oh, do you think they'll put Need for Speed on there? What What about uh, Road Rash uh, 3D? Oh, I don't think it's them, though. It's EA. Yeah, but they could make a deal with EA, couldn't they? They've got to make a deal with a few people, like Konami if they want uh, Metal Gear. Uh, Ros- Capcom if they want... Maybe Hollywood. Roscoe McQueen's? It's a, it's a yeah, Psychnosis game, so they have the rights. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means why they're definitely going to have Wipeout then, aren't they? If it's, uh, l- uh, won't put Lemmings on there. It's not obviously a PlayStation. But my, yeah, no. Um, just scrolling down this list... Um... It's quite fun, this, though, isn't it? That's the most fun thing when they do, when they uh, re-release these retro consoles. The fun thing is, yeah, uh, guessing what's going to be on it. Sorry, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things I'm looking at down here, and I'm like, oh, I, I hope not. Such as Rascal. If they put Rascal on it, I'm definitely not buying one. Oh, right, yeah, that's not so good. Yeah, I don't know. Like, looking at this list, I think the big ones that jump out of me are ones we've already mentioned. There's there, Obviously, there's Ark the Lad as well, but I think by saying they're putting Wild Arms on there, they're probably not going to put Ark the Lad on there. Hmm. hmm. Well, we shall wait and see, I guess, but uh, I can't say it's something I'm itching to get. Uh, I'll be getting my PS... I'll be getting my PSVR and uh, Tetris <laughs> rather than a, one <laughs> to, of these things. To be honest with you, if it had looked like the PS1, not the the, the original PlayStation, maybe I would have bought it. But I don't know. I, I, I don't like the look of the PlayStation 1. I don't, oh, you don't? No, I just think I always thought it was a bit too bulky. I just always thought it never looked as nice as the Super Nintendo it was next to on my shelf. No. Well, it's not the most appealing console, but it's certainly... Uh, uh, what do you say? Oh, Tom. Iconic. Tom, Tom Parry, you've missed a, an obvious one. Think of a game that you loved so much. Vib Ribbon. Yeah, boy. Fucking Vib Ribbon. Yeah, but I didn't think that would ever go on there, to be I honest. I think that would sell a lot of consoles in the US because it never came out there. Of, yeah, I guess it doesn't take up a lot of room, but then you can't swap the discs, can you? No, so. that's true. It's 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 based around that disc swapping thing. Uh, as much as I like the soundtrack as it is, hmm. so much so that you well, wrote the creator. Yes, I did. Uh, but then again, they did they did release it on 
PS3, but even on PS3, you know, if you download it, you could still swap discs out. Yeah. So, the only thing you couldn't do that with, I guess, would, would be the PSP Vita if you're playing it on those platforms. Yeah. I'm just scrolling down this list. There's nothing else, like, in later day PlayStation that's making me go, oh, wow, it, they must put on Klonoa Beach Volleyball or Jim Henson's The Hoops. Do, do you know what we're going to find? We're going to find loads of games that we aren't bothered about that are going to be put on that thing. We're talking about the games which we like to see on there. They're going to put loads of things that... Maybe they'll put FIFA 98 on there. I mean, in all fairness, <laughs> it would be a bad shout. I actually had quite a lot of fun playing FIFA Well, yeah, 98. yeah. It is considered one of the one of the best still, isn't it, to this day? So Right then. I, I think them re-releasing Resident Evil 2 has put the kibosh on that being on there. I think... Crash and Spyro remasters have put the kibosh on that. So, so Croc. Croc, definitely Croc. <laughs> Kasplat! I hope so, because that's a bad game and people need to recognise how bad it is, because I've heard Croc nostalgia. Rayman. They might put Rayman 2 on I it. I fucking love Rayman. I hope they put the first yeah. Rayman if they put one. The, the first one makes more sense in 2. It does. Uh, did I ever tell you the story of how I got Rayman and I was disappointed? Tom Parry, if there's one statistic you were to name about me and my taste in video games and my hatred for a particular genre, what mm. would be the genre that you were just like, oh God, I would never buy Matt that kind of game because he doesn't like those kind of games? That's, that's difficult to say. I, I don't think I'd buy you a sports game, but uh, do you not like platform games? No, of course I like platform like, games. Yeah, that's what I was... I was thinking more at racing games. Uh, because oh, racing games. For some Sorry, reason, yes. in my yeah. head, when I, I decided to get the PlayStation 1, I guess because it was in the Argos catalogue that way, I'd seen there was a bundle for Tekken and Ridge Racer Revolution. For yeah. some reason, I really wanted Ridge Racer Revolutions, which makes no sense. And my parents also thought it makes no sense because I don't like cars or driving games. And so they got me Tekken and Rayman, and I was like, where's Ridge Racer? And then I played Rayman, I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Hey. And then my brother was like... So I got it totally wrong. I said platform, and you went the other yeah, way. Yeah, racing, yeah. And then my brother kicked me out of the room because he wanted to play Tomb Raider. Oh, and then I played yeah. Tomb Raider, and I kept dying to the bear in the pit because I couldn't make the long jump because I didn't realise you had to run and jump. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Tomb Raider was one of the most important games of that era. Yes, because man. Because there were many games that did what to a full 3D world action game like that that wasn't a platformer. It's, uh, you know, having those auto lock on pistols and you could press the buttons. And even at, even at the time, it, I mean, that was before Mario sixty four. So platformers and full 3d worlds weren't necessarily the thing back then were they they weren't and so that, it that showed was, it was pretty clunky. yeah because tomb raid doesn't play as well as mario 64 <laughs> yes um uh it did have one advantage over mario 64 though um oh a lady uh, a lady that all the, the boys liked uh no i was gonna say you could lock a butler in the fridge but never mind <laughs> yeah let's go with tomb that Raider too. that's you could do that in the first yeah. one as well no, oh, I I can't remember seeing a butler in the. I'm first pretty one. sure there's a butler in the first one. Maybe my memories I, I of them have merged. I thought he was introduced in the second one. I think he's there. I don't know. <gasps> I'm not sure. Because he makes that noise and he goes. Uh, uh, yes, he does, and then he hobbles uh, around. No, maybe you're right. So I don't think he could go outside the Croft Manor in the first one. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, any more? Well, for... I do hope. Uh, Oh, yeah, I was going to say we were wrapping this up. Yes. Because I do hope this is uh, recorded properly. Me too. Because I've been having a few problems with my microphone, uh, I've noticed. so. I hope it's okay, Tom. I'm sure it'll be yes. fine. So my and uh, Yes. Okay. It's been a pleasure, uh, most fun, talking to you today, Matthew. As always, <laughs> Thomas Ross Parry. Um, yeah, so I guess if you go to uh, BlastProcess.com and BlastProcess's YouTube channel, you can see some of those EGX bits we've been talking about. Oh, please do. Yeah, they're coming every day. You know, we're releasing a, a new video on EGX uh, every day. We've, we've, there's two out there so far. Yeah, go have a look. I will do the same. Um, I'll probably drop that Solar Striker video sometime next week, so look out for that as well. Uh, until then... Uh, if you have enjoyed this podcast, let us know in the variety of places like tomamattattack.com forward slash podcast or on Twitter at TMACast or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tomamattattack. You can listen to it in a variety of places, those previously mentioned, and in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're there, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe or drop us a message uh, like some people sometimes do and go, yeah, I've played this game. I really like it because that's always fun. 
Yeah, other than that, absolutely. You can find me at Game Boyle and Tom at Tom Parry Eleven on Twitter. If you want to tweet at us individually, uh, make fun of my croc jokes. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. So until you're n- pretty good at this, Matt. You should do this more. Yeah, I'm... like narrate things about video games. Oh, wouldn't that be a joy <laughs> and a privilege? Anyways, cool. Uh, until next week, then, folks. Uh, we say the same thing we always do, and that is game on. Please do game on. Thank you.